Mike Check 717. This is Eric T. Jones, a.k.a. Brother Jones, and I just need five minutes of your time. First off, I ask that you excuse my unannounced absence the past several weeks. This school year has swept me off my feet and put me in a whirlwind, but I'm finding my flow amid a society that's always on the go. This PhD journey is no joke. Plus, I needed a mental health break, so you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Anyway, I would be remiss and out of pocket if I failed to dedicate an episode to the Haitian migrant crisis. I'm sure you all know about it by now, so there's no need to recount what happened. But I need to share my thoughts because Haiti holds a special place within a black freedom struggle for reasons I'm unable to fully capture in this episode. But it all begins with the Haitian Revolution, which started in 1791 and ended with Haiti claiming its independence on January 1, 1804. Consequently, the first black republic in the Western Hemisphere made the slaveocracy vulnerable on a global scale. Regarding enslaved blacks in the United States, historian Brandon Byrd writes, For some, the act of self-emancipation in Haiti stirred their own hopes for freedom. For others, the creation of a black republic was a radical assertion of racial equality an unprecedented opportunity for blacks in the Western Hemisphere to demonstrate their ability to prosper as citizens and leaders of a modern nation. Following the revolution, it's important to note that Haiti lost 40% of its population, and a significant portion couldn't work due to medical reasons. Also, France did whatever it could to prevent Haiti from becoming self-reliant and successful, explaining the reason why the first black republic in the Western Hemisphere is now known as the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. That raises the following question, why? For many years, France and the rest of the world refused to acknowledge Haiti as a country in its own right. Countries refused to grant Haiti diplomatic recognition and isolated them from the global economy. Moreover, it took France more than two decades until 1825 to stop being petty and recognize Haiti's independence under King Charles X. Still, there was a catch. Haiti was required to pay France an indemnity, or what some call reparations, of 150 million francs due to loss of property, which is estimated at 20 plus billion dollars when adjusted for inflation. Keep in mind, that indemnity was more than their actual losses. According to historian Marlene Doubt, the indemnity was more than 10 times Haiti's annual budget, forcing the country to borrow money from French banks to pay their debt. But that was the plan. It took Haiti over a century to pay off the indemnity, plus interest, 1947 to be exact. By that time, Haiti's predatory debt was acquired by National City Bank of New York, which is now known as Citibank. I guess the United States said it ain't no fun unless the homies get some. This is mind-boggling because France abducted human beings from Africa, deemed them slaves, and extracted free labor from them, producing most notably sugar and coffee, making Haiti previously called Saint-Domingue the wealthiest colony in the globe. Yet, the people who made this happen didn't see one franc from their labor. Imagine if Britain forced the United States to pay an indemnity like France did Haiti. Would the United States, from an economic standpoint, be where it is today? I don't think so, but I'm not comparing apples to apples. 
those leading the American Revolution weren't formerly enslaved persons, even though they called themselves slaves, and the United States was okay with continuing slavery, which helped establish a mutually beneficial relationship with Britain. That wasn't necessarily the case with Haiti. So, what's your point, Brother Jones? My point is simply this. The moment Haiti declared independence, it was set up for failure. The country never had a legitimate opportunity to build a strong and sustainable infrastructure because it was busy paying France reparations when France owed them over a century of back pay. Considering Haiti's infrastructure, the United States removing 15,000 Haitian migrants in Del Rio, Texas, won't resolve the issues that are motivating Haitians to migrate. The social, political, and economic devastation in Haiti is a consequence of historical events that date back to the aftermath of the Haitian Revolution. Now, some people may say, well, Haiti is the way it is because of political corruption. Yes, corruption exists. There's no doubt about it. However, you can't understand Haitian corruption without first understanding French corruption. You also have to understand American corruption, but that's an episode for another day. I sense Haiti went from the richest colony to the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere because the enemy of injustice wants to send the following message to people of African descent. This is what happens when you get out of line. I have more to say, but I'm going to let that marinate. Keep your head on a swivel until next time.